Are you using excuses for the way your home looks that are actually just cleverly disguised needs for perfectionism? (laughs) Have you ever explored that? Welcome to episode 137 of the Joy Loving Home podcast. Let's dig into this. I consider myself to be a pretty laid back individual. (laughs) I think I have an abundance of patience and a really optimistic attitude. And it kind of comes across well in my life in general and with my spouse and my kids and my home. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. If I'm being super honest, I'm actually kind of surprised that if I really examine some of my excuses as to what is not done around my home and why I'm avoiding it, isn't just sort of cleverly disguised as me trying to get it done perfectly instead of just worrying about making progress. It's funny because my spouse, who is an efficiency expert, (laughs) is just like, why not start? Why not try? Why not do what you can do and then see where you need the exact stuff? Is this hitting a little close to home? It's funny because I'm actually really good at spotting it in others. I think we all probably are. I have a very, very dear friend who is a self-proclaimed perfectionist. She knows this about herself. So if she ever listens to this podcast, she won't be offended. But it's funny. She really likes high quality, perfectly placed things, probably out of this sort of need to control. And that's okay. She is aware of it, which is super helpful. She uses me as the sounding board when she knows she's probably making excuses. And I'm the person who is the the kind, honest friend who lovingly says, yeah, no, it's good enough. You need to move on. And I think we all should have a friend like that that could sort of say, I'm kind of seeing through your excuse. And it would be really good if you you gave that part up and you moved forward. (laughs) And it's funny because ironically... She is also my friend who is so enamored by natural items and materials and antiques because she sees so much beauty in their quirky little flaws and in their handmade authenticity. And yet, if she's getting any work done in her home now... She has zero margin for errors. It's just, I'm paying good money for this to be done. Why can't they get it perfect? And it's funny because the workers who made the antique and messed it up, yes, some of it comes through age, but some of it is the rudimentary tools they got to use back then. But even as perfectly as we have made these sort of machine items and are better tools and we want things to be cranked out almost assembly line fashion, we lose the character for this flawlessness. It's funny, if we gave workers today the same kind of grace that we revere handmade antique items for their flaws, would workers be able to relax a little bit and and say, I'm going to give it my best, but yeah, there might be, there might be some imperfections. It's a funny sort of double-edged sword or hypocrisy, I guess, that we allow ourselves to live with that we can admire the imperfections of handmade and yet we want 
a person who is only human to come in and do perfect work. Think about that. (laughs) And it's funny because while we can spot these quirky little charming imperfections in other things, are we willing to give ourselves the same examination and the same grace? Can we see the imperfections in ourselves as charming and quirky? (laughs) Can we ask of ourselves to put our heart into it and see what comes out the other side? Maybe it's not perfect, but maybe that's okay. And so I challenge you today to kind of While you're listening to this, look around at a spot in your home that you're avoiding and ask yourself, why am I avoiding that spot? If your excuse is, well, I can't start on that because I don't have the right organizing products yet, or I don't have, I can't afford the piece of furniture that would make all that make sense, or I haven't figured out the time yet to tackle that all at once, and I I just don't want to start until I can finish it. Those all sound brilliant, but those are all actually carefully disguised excuses for perfectionism. And I think those of us with ADHD who are constantly in a state of chaos believe that there's no way perfectionism is one of our issues because somebody who's actually a perfectionist would never be this chaotic. Would they? I think you'd be surprised. We want if we're going to put the energy in to figuring out how to get something organized and decluttered and right in our homes, we think it is done in one action that goes from chaos to perfection. But it doesn't. It's a lot of little steps along the way. It's a lot of trying it one way and figuring out if it does or doesn't work that way. And then realizing when you're in the midst of it, that action you started to take reveals what you actually need to make that space work. So like I said, I challenge you to look around, see the spot. If an excuse comes to mind, challenge yourself to stuff that excuse away. Say, oops, that's perfectionism rearing its ugly head. Start tackling it. Let me know how it goes. Until next time, choose joy.